You are listening to the Warren Whitlock Show. Chats with smart guests, new ideas, having fun, sharing strategies you can use right now and for an abundant future. Today's guest is Barry Feldman, one of the co-authors of a book, The Road to Recognition, a topic I like to talk about quite a bit, your personal brand and becoming known and getting attention. The Road to Recognition is the A to Z guide to personal branding. We're accelerating your professional success in the age of digital media. Sounds like exactly what we need to know about. So uh, uh, welcome to the show, Barry. Thanks for having me, Warren. It's a pleasure. Uh, so tell me, tell me why recognition? I've heard personal branding. I've heard, you know, get some sales online. What? Are you, why did you choose to write about recognition? I think recognition, having people recognize your name, is kind of one and the same with career advancement. You know, it's kind of the all be must have proposition that applies to people that are getting their first job or changing careers or getting a bonus or a raise or getting a new client or building their authority in, in you know in relationship to their entrepreneurship it's you know it's something uh, we all covet and i think uh, you know the book was targeted our website says it has six different personas or segments if you will and i look at that and i think you know who does that exclude and it doesn't exclude many except for the slight possibility of the person who you know goes to work for somebody and plans on working there until they die or retire you know and so uh, that that's becoming a pretty small faction of Americans and people across the globe most people uh, have entrepreneurial ideas and they're not going to achieve that unless uh, people recognize them uh, by their name and the value that they can bring Fantastic, because, well, you know, this is something everybody needs in an age when uh, we really can't be cogs in the machine, because if you're a cog in the machine, you're going to be replaced by a robot sooner or later. Um, uh, And some talked about the creative era coming, and I'm not sure if the robots will be doing professional work and creative uh, more. It's like everybody needs uh, some kind of of brand that goes beyond just just what the boss tells them to do. So that's that's, uh, fantastic. Um, And uh, at the same time, I'm thinking about how often we 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 teach people that if just like I'm sure you're going to cover somewhere in the book is uh, is if you try to go after everybody, then your niche is uh, way too large. Uh, so in recognition, how do you how do you know what's good recognition from bad recognition? And I'm not talking about getting arrested, but, you know, what kind of recognition do you want? They say all all press is good press. I don't know. But how do you decide yeah. to narrow that down to something that's achievable? I would have to say people are not buying United Airlines stock uh, in the last week or so <laughs> or um, booking their flights. Well, probably the smart choice. ones are, but that's a different discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, they're, I mean, all, all publicity, I don't, I don't know that uh, it's true in the age of social media where everything is so contagious. Uh, I, I don't think it's true that all publicity is good. The recognition right. that's good 
is um, you know explained in detail in the book. The book is structured as the alphabet, the A to Z guide, like you said when you introduced me. And so while if it was um, a perfect world, the alphabet would allow us to introduce the concepts in order that you embrace them, but that's not the case. And so uh, there's a chapter in there called uh, "You is for Unique," and I think that's what you're going after when you're when you're trying to be recognized. And that's not to say like you know you're going to be an author of love stories or you're going to be a blogger who teaches people how to do content marketing or you're going to be a financial advisor that you know that doesn't make you unique you're going to pick it you're going to you're going to operate in a niche that's probably not unique but hopefully you're going to bring to it a point of view and a voice and a value and a delivery style that uh, does indeed make you unique so i think that's what you want to be be recognized for and that first is uh, your area of expertise, the niche you're aiming to carve that um, applies to your career objectives. And then secondly, you know, the style with which you uh, deliver value. Right. Well, you're going right back to what Reese and Trout taught in the original USP books. What was that? Uh, Battle for Your Mind? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know them as for as the authors of the book Positioning, which was one of my favorites. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's right. It's Positioning, subtitled The Battlefield for Your Mind. And, okay. uh, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm old. I remember when it first came out. Um, <laughs> a funny thing is I read it as a teenager before I decided to get into advertising. Or oh, yeah, I, I, I might have too. I, I certainly read it early. In fact, I've given presentations uh, based on the ideas, right? Like one idea that I took away from that book is when, you know, when uh, Coca-Cola was the, you know, the soda that everybody wanted and uh, had few uh, options, you know, the next um, hit was 7-Up, which was positioned as the Uncola, you know, and then right. along came light beer and it was lighter in terms of calories and NyQuil, which was, you know, nighttime met cold medicine. So uh, yeah, that book makes a lot of excellent points about positioning. And, and I hope, I hope my book does too. I mean, there's, there's a lot to <laughs> personal branding, you know, personal branding, you know, uh, after having a plan of some sorts and you're probably going to uh, adjust and make it up as you go along to some degree is about um, building a platform. You know, I was just asked in another interview recently, where would you begin? And, um, you know, my answer is you begin by having a website, right? You have to have a destination for people to learn about you. Um, perhaps faster and easier would be uh, to build out your LinkedIn profile. So I would call both of those things a must. And then you need content. And so uh, you need a platform for which to distribute content. In most cases, uh, that answer, the obvious answer is a blog. Um, you know, it's the cornerstone of most content marketing programs, and it's certainly an individual's opportunity uh, to express their ideas. But it's getting easier and easier to make any kind of media as we're doing now. You know, we've dialed into this cool blog talk radio thing and we're, we're more or less radio makers now, right? And so mm -hmm. your platform doesn't have to be 100% uh, text or only text. It can be audio and it can be video and it can be graphics. And uh, perhaps those are the only options or some combination thereof. But but yeah, you know, some people specialize in making well, e-books and yeah. infographics and a list. A lot of people, 
Yeah, a lot of people talk about platform and think that it's going to be, should I be using Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, Snapchat or whatever the next thing of the day is. And I am saying it's people over platforms. Now, I'm talking about a different definition of platform. But I think what has to be unique is is the platform and who you are. And, you know, one insight I had as you were describing all that about the website, blog, social media profiles, uh, and um, uh, is that they are unique by definition. Each one has a URL, and and URL really means unique. (laughs) You know, uh, it's a unique address. Uh, It has to be different. As soon as you own a domain, you own it. Uh, And so it's reflecting who you are and what you want to put on it. Um, yeah. So yeah, how about, hundred percent agree. About you want to be, yeah. What? yeah. So how about stories? Do you, do you, do, do, uh, what do you say when people say, well, what, my story's not that good. What, what should I be telling is my story? I'm not unique. I grew up in a, in American town, like everybody. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's a hard one. I guess I don't know what I say when I people say that. I was for a softball there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't, I, I guess I don't know what I, I say when people say that because they don't say that very often. I think, uh, you know, it's co- it's probably false. Everybody uh, has a story. I mean, and maybe not everybody is a skilled storyteller, but, uh, you know, we all, we're all formed from a unique set of yeah. uh, the chromosomes. I suppose it comes up. Yeah, it comes up more often for me because I talk to a lot of people that are struggling to be a good author or blogger, and they'll and they'll tell me, well, you know, my problem is I'm not that unique. I just I just barely had uh, lunch uh, with a with a person who was telling me that she has to use NDAs and can't rely on the company she works for to fill out her you know resume of how good she is, but she's known in the industry by some people, and I'm going like, well, first of all, you don't sell to people in your industry you're selling to you know you're selling the other providers selling to the world and they don't know what your unique story is and another person at the table chimed in well what about this and this and this things that were her unique story uh, and we have that you know I, I mean I grew up in California I live in Las Vegas right now that's unique compared to most everybody in the world but there's a whole bunch of us that have done that and then we add on something else well i get to talk to barry feldman right now i'm the only person in the world that's doing that that i know of um, <laughs> well um, you imagine, know so unique, gonna... if i wasn't unique before we started this conversation i am now <laughs> there you go i imagine I, I i've used this example before imagine somebody says i was thinking about writing a love story where you know, a boy falls in love with a girl from the other side of the tracks and the mm-hmm. person responds, no, 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 don't do that. Shakespeare did that. It's called Romeo and Juliet. We've covered right. that. You know, that that would be uh, ridiculous because people love love stories and there usually is that conflict that, you know, there's something different about uh, the man and the woman. And the examples right. are countless. I mean, let's talk about me. I spend my day, you know, not unlike you, consulting, writing, teaching people how to master uh, the modern media, often uh, described as inbound marketing and content marketing. And that's what I'm a specialist in. I'm usually a, a paid for hire writer and uh, sometimes uh, I help people. Uh, I consult with them on content planning and now personal branding. And I, that 
none of that stuff makes me unique. You know, I have an unbelievable right. amount of competition. You know, you have the most amount of content, I think, in any category. Maybe the exception might be like food or travel, but certainly one of the more categ- popular categories in marketing is marketing, you know, or in content marketing right. is marketing. So we're not unique, but uh, we do it our way. You know, you do it uh, your way. And one of those ways is with a, with a blog talk show. And I do it my way. I'm big on uh, guest blogging and um, offering lead magnets. And, you know, uh, yeah, the um, the forums we choose make us unique. Our backgrounds make us unique. And then above all, our voice makes us unique. You know, that's why you're talking to me and I'm talking to you and there's only one you and there's only one me. That's It's not always easy to go to put your finger on what makes you unique. There are some uh, exercises suggested in the book, I think right out of the gate in chapter A, A is for authenticity and helping you figure out what makes you the, you the authentic you. And, and that, that's, um, that's not an exercise a lot of people are used to doing. So it is a challenge, but uh, you know, those people that come and say, uh, my, this category is too popular and I don't have anything unique to offer. You know, one, they're either wrong or two, they should forget about personal branding. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things we learn about niches is that, uh, you know, people are trying to say how they're unique and I'm all for finding that unique n- n- niche, but you know, it's something somebody else hasn't really attacked that's undervalued. There's not a people in the market, all that's great stuff in competitive research, whatnot, but really you're, you're, you're better off going for some places, a crowded niche and then being special. So instead of, uh, in, in my college we discussed about that's again going back to the 1970s sorry i have to go back to ancient history for this but um you know it still applies today you could have a unique and i don't remember whether i got this from reese and trout but then they was really a it was like an assignment in my college class that you had to pick something was a unique selling position or a unique selling proposition and most of us have the latter um you know if we're a dealer for a certain brand of whatever and we sell that and the guy in the next cubicle does exactly the same what we do to be unique is well the guy in the next cubicle is probably not your competitor but the guy across the street is and to be unique we do something that's outside of you know a a list of product features Uh, we have to have a unique story which again we all do Uh, one of the exercises I use is to get people thinking about it is is the 9-11 because probably everybody listening remembers where they where they were on 9-11 and you know uh, I was telling my story I, I could get off and spend 20 minutes telling my story I won't I won't now frequent listeners have have found it before and if you want to ask and I'll send you to where it's at um, but uh, but you know I thought hey I have this unique story and one day I realized everybody has a unique story everybody was standing in a different place than you know than me or you uh, when they had that story and you know every major event like that I've done some studying about memories and how they're rewritten and how we remember big events like that and quite often we get the facts wrong but what we don't get wrong is that how we felt at the time. And so no matter what, what it is, uh, item large or small, there's somehow we, we remember it and tell that story. And so that story you're telling over and over again is the story. And, you know, probably doesn't include nine 11, but it, it's that story that's unique. So I don't know. Am I, is yeah, that I making like, sense? I'm, I'm well, with I, the book. well, I certainly <laughs> like what you said about, um, 
the feeling, you know, what you felt. I mean, I, I think if you're bringing a, uh, you know, you know, pursuing a popular category that, um, you know, you are indeed right. That's mostly validation that uh, there's money to be made there. There's interest there. And so, yeah, you uh, have the opportunity to give yourself a voice and touch people in, in emotional ways by uh, what you say and what you write and what you show. And so that that's an interesting um, story you told about uh, <laughs> that sad day in American history. But but yeah, you know, the, the niche thing, it's it certainly, you know, people are not going to stop writing cookbooks, you know, and children's right. books and love stories and romances. But if you <laughs> can't, you know, best, best yeah, that's what, that's what people want. But if you're going to if you're going to plagiarize somebody else, uh, you know, you're going to get found out. And so, you know, hopefully your cookbook has uh, some of your own concoctions and you've delivered it with uh, cool photography and a unique uh, way to, to um, mix the ingredients. And so there, there's no end to that. You know, I, I tried to be a songwriter way back when in my college days, and I thought, I, I can't write an original song. They've, all, they've already all been written. And mm -hmm. I think I just simply didn't have the talent because it seems to me people <laughs> keep writing songs. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and unique delivery of the songs. Uh, something happened to me just uh, this last week. I found out about a character that goes by uh, Puddle's Pity Party. Tall guy in a clown suit who has the the best voice. And when I found out, I thought it was some kind of, you know, joke that had gone somewhat viral. And boy, wasn't this funny. He had mashed up one set of lyrics with another uh, another set of, uh, you know, the music from one song. And boy, I just, it was fantastic. And watching him was, you know, it's crazy. This guy in a clown suit in this weird looking set. Uh delivering this and so pr pretty i posted it on facebook and a friend said well you know this one's even better and i went there and i'm going like dang this guy's voice is good and then i then the next thing i knew i was you know after i'd exhausted the youtubes the the wife got involved and so we spent you know over an hour watching on youtube puddles pity party and uh and we found an interview with the guy when he wasn't puddles he's also puts on Elvis parties. Talk about bringing a unique perspective to things. Who else is a Elvis impersonator, somewhat of a comic, very tall guy in a clown suit delivering the music? And then you listen to the music, and I stopped watching the video. The music was so good, I had to hear that. Songs that I thought you know, we're no big deal. Tears for Fears from the 80s have a song called uh, uh, Mad World. And boy, the lyrics to it are weird and who knows what, but the delivery of it is strange. And then I found 14 other songs on Spotify where it was. I received so much pleasure of doing all this and, you know, entertaining. And meanwhile, I'm thinking like all these people are making a living doing whatever they're doing. And, you know, uh, and the main character puddles, you know, well, he's getting a mention on the big Warren Whitlock show, you know, so, he, you know, if he hadn't made it before today, now he's made it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, and Nick, it's certainly and a Nick triumph. Harry Feldman's going to be recommending, but <laughs> you're going to go find out and tell the rest of the people. And one listener, my, and, and today we don't know about, you know, knocking on more doors or bigger budget mass advertising to be able to get something. We don't know what's going to happen because there's so much rejection of that. United is a name everybody knows, and, and I'm not sure they want to be called United this week. 
Um, you know, it's not just about being so big and so well known that way. It's about being recognized for telling a story that, you know, feels good. Yeah, uh, you certainly uncovered an unusual and funny uh, and triumphant personal brand there, you know, and branding. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess Disney owns the brand to both of the last two Beauty and the Beast I've seen. I saw the animated one about 10,000 times because I have two daughters. And then I saw the live action, if you could call it that, last night. And, uh, you know, it's a new brand all over again in a way because of it's been reinterpreted. You know, I, I just uh, I just read a book that included, and I, I can't think of the title right now, but might, it might wind up in the show notes if I remember. Um, it caused me to buy a Mickey Mouse watch because it was the story of Disney about going broke and... Um, Herman K. Kamen. I don't know, maybe not Herman. It started with an H. But he went by K. Uh, name is Kamen. And he wound up with half of the, the Disney licensing company and created the Disney watch and the deals and, you know, went on to make a fortune doing this and saved Disney from going out of business. Think about it. No Disney without that. And today, Disney is pretty much the movies, the rides, the all those experience are all just uh, a huge content marketing uh, play to get us to buy Disney products. And boy, does it work. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. I thought you were going to talk about uh, the book Be Our Guest, which is a great uh, book about oh, that's a good, uh, customers. That's a great one, too. But this this happened to be just mentioned in something completely different. And it was a book more on our kind of a topic. And I'm just uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But uh, I'm preparing. I had ordered a Disney watch. I've not worn a watch in 15 years. I don't want to wear a watch. I wore it for four or five days. It's been off for a few now. And I anticipate. <laughs> tend to force myself to wear that whenever when I'm traveling it's good because sometimes you know the depending on your phone for the time doesn't work out and so I thought that'll be great and it's a conversation starter uh, so that you know when I run into somebody that they, they notice the Disney watch and I can tell them the story uh, and there I've done something that's changed my brand uh, thanks to somebody else's because really all we are is our connections with other people and the stories that we share well said, well said. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get to talk a bit about the book. Uh, I know you have a The Road to Recognition, Recognition website. Uh, we'll probably spell that out before we get done here. And definitely it goes in the show notes. Uh, and uh, so uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about uh, what you've done that's uh, your unique way of selling the book. Creating it or selling it? Selling it? Selling it, yeah. Okay. Well, um, we hope that um, visually it sells uh, itself in some extent, to some extent, which is about the creation and selling of it. It is a, um, mm-hmm. not an inexpensive project and it has a, a beautiful cover and uh, throughout the multicolor book or two color book, yellow, black, and white, is uh, a continuity of design that features the alphabet. The book is 
Uh, I think we mentioned this uh, alphabetized such that the chapters all start with right. um, each people letter and go in, in order. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and people like processes, right? And so it's stepped. And uh, boy, um, I, I'm the co-author of the my, the other author of the book's name is Seth Price, and him and I have been collaborating on things about social media and personal branding for some time now. And a lot of uh, the promotion of the book uh, sort of baked in his mind. It's not that I don't know about it, but he'd be a better one to answer questions about it. But what we have going is, um, and I'm not, I think you said you're going to um, put the show on the air, so to speak, on launch day. So you right. know, people should understand we're pre-recording, and so it's about we're about seven or eight days away from that, and we're about two weeks into what we're calling the launch. And what we have going are a lot of things. We have a Facebook group of people that want to see behind the scenes how a book was created and promoted, and that's been going on for a couple months. We make videos there, and we have conversations there. We have a media page. On that media page is an enormous amount of, uh, I call them social cards. They're basically images with pictures and text on them uh, that you can share. There's a press release, uh, there's a video, there's an infographic. We are um, doing as many interviews as we can, such as this one, the Blitzes is really on. In some cases, I made it happen. In some cases, it's just is happening. You know, I think podcasters mm -hmm. tune into each other's shows, so I probably have 10 or more interviews lined up and uh, this week. I think and that's how we come. got together. I was off looking at somebody else's uh, promotion or podcast and came across you and I said, hey, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's a circle. And so podcasting is, is going to be one of the plays, whether whether it was conceived or not. I mean, I, I, um, I noticed that a lot of podcasts discuss um, new books and um, so forth. We are doing guest blogs to the degree that we can. It was um, weeks back when we first started introducing slide shares and uh, mm -hmm. infographics about it. We have uh, many bonus offers on our website. It was about uh, two months ago when uh, Seth and I decided to expand the chapter, which is B, B is for blogging into a bonus ebook and there's two more of those to come we're doing a video series that's called um personal branding rock stars or road to recognition rock stars i guess it doesn't have an official title yet and uh mm -hmm. and yeah we're just trying we're trying to create a massive digital footprint and then um you know you've written books you know that uh the brief period that surrounds the um ship date is important and you want to get a lot of reviews. So we're trying to build this, you know, big consortium of people. And then one of the things that I didn't mention, and I hope it turns out to be one of our best strategies is uh, while the book is not curated, so to speak, or a roundup, so to speak, it has contributions at the beginning of each chapter from 26 expert marketers and business leaders. And so that should help too, because when you, when you, um, what is my, my friend, my friend and uh, the co-host of my podcast, which is called Content Matters, Andy Crestadina, he says an ally in an ally in creation is an ally in promotion, right? So hopefully, uh, by including as many people in the book as we as we have, we have a lot of allies. Yeah, back when we did Twitter Revolution, I think we went for some kind. Of, we went really pushing for a record, but you know, because we were able to include include tweets, I think we had sixty four people endorse the book and quoted another couple of hundred. So I'm not sure we ever got a free book out to everybody that uh, promoted us. And my idea was 
you know, most of the world has never heard of Twitter at this point. Let's start by going with everybody we know, get a book in their hands, get them enrolled in what we're doing. And we went on to sell 10 times as many books as we thought. It wasn't the world's bestseller. It's not even the bestseller Twitter book at this point. And uh, the title kind of died when they had uh, the Iranian uh, Twitter revolution in 2009. Uh, By the time Twitter was big, Twitter revolution did not mean that book Warren wrote. Um, <laughs> so I mean, we're not even on anywhere near page one for the title of our book anymore. But, uh, you know, because people told their friends about it, it was there. And uh, back then I was doing these kind of promotions. So I particularly didn't do it on Twitter revolution, but I find what you're doing to be fascinating. The, the colors, the message, everything flows through. I go to the website. I see an opportunity to buy more books, get more bonuses, encourage people to be buying the books because they're part of the community. That's just fantastic. So yeah, thank you. you for yeah, that. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, um, I think, uh, you know, the book's about branding and we're trying to um, build a brand in and of itself, even though mm-hmm. uh, technically yeah. speaking, the deliverables of book, uh, you know, it has a lot and has a, you know, it's sort of yeah. a nucleus with a lot of atoms orbiting around it. Well, yeah, the, the, and the people that find out about the book are going to be 10 times as many as ever order it or read it. Um, you know, Tom Peters did a, um, uh, survey of people that read in search of excellence. And for, you know, for those of you who are lucky enough to be, uh, younger than, understanding what happened in the 80s uh you know that was one that was like the biggest business book of all time in the early 80s and it's the reason why your company's mission statement has the word excellence in it um and, and the guy went on to do great things and was uh, fantastic there so at one point he went out and and found a thousand copies of the book that had been bought and research i don't know how he did this or who did it but the vast majority of the copies of the book had never been open. Uh, and like I say, this is a very good book. Uh, and uh, the vast majority of the ones that did get open, they didn't read past chapter one. And it got to be down to a fraction of 1% that read it. When I started planning my promotions based on that, that the, the message was more important than the book, uh, boy, it just turned everything around. Um, and so, and so when I see a quality book come out like this, where you've done all the other stuff, right? The book looks good. The book is got a good team behind it. And by the time launch day comes, you got a chance to be, uh, you know, a, a, a book that's going to be around as long as recent trout. Let's hope. <laughs> Yeah, I um I think of it as a reference book, and certainly you've referenced um, other business books that uh, I I would you know include in that category, you know, and maybe add um you know how to win friends and influence people and seven effective mm-hmm. habits and all that stuff. But um, a couple of um, interesting points is I think um, you know the book. Uh, some of the people in our launch group are reading it out of order and they're asking for uh, permission or, or permission to be forgiven. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get to chapter V about video cause I don't know much about video. Is that okay? And it's definitely mm-hmm. okay. I, I was, I was thinking about speaking to that in the preface, but I didn't, but, um, 
Yeah, the uh, you know books. Um, um, I, I have a lot of business books. I'm looking up at my shelf, and most of them have sticky notes sticking out of some somewhere in chapter one or two. You know, they get boring real fast, uh, and they're theoretical, mm-hmm. and they're 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 sort of uh, linear. And our book is not. And you're welcome to read it in any order and at any time. Hopefully, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, highlighting to add to the yellow that's already in the book. And I'm super glad you brought up Tom Peters. And I'm going to say something now. I'll keep yakking because. Because not only did he create one of the legendary business books, he created the term personal branding in 1997 in an article he wrote for Mm -hmm. Fast Company. Our book has um, quotes, not just from contributors that we know, but highlights from personal branders through the years. And one of them is Tom's. And I think it's the first page in the book. It has a cool background of of like a high contrast uh, halftone of him. And it says this. I hope there's a a meme card of that someplace because I'm going to share it. (laughs) All right. I'll give it to you. I hope I think there is. Here's what he said. This is an abbreviation of what he said. He said, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies. Me, Inc. To be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brand called you. Tom Peters, Fast Company, 1997. I don't think... He went on to author a lot of material on the topic, but he gave it a name. It was a great name, right? When you say personal it branding, is. it's it not is. real hard to understand what it is. Oh, that's, that, the stuff from that period was great. I've read everything Tom Peters ever wrote, and, the, um, uh, you know, it's just fantastic stuff. I mean, even following him on Twitter, he's uh, Tom underscore tw- uh, Peters on Twitter. Uh, you know, great stuff. And uh, it affected me all the time. And, and boy, and it makes me go back and look at some of the old stuff. But this one in particular, I remember reading about that, how important it was. And at the time, I owned a small company with 25, 30 employees. Uh, you know, I didn't think of, of, he kept referring to departments and your small working group or your mom and pop. And I go, oh, yeah, there's me. And, um, but he kept talking about how important it was to, to work on your own brand, even if you're going to be a cog in a large machine. And here we are 20 years later, and uh, the chances of staying a cog in a machine are, are not that great. Uh, you know, I gave up driving a few months ago. I do not miss owning a car at all. And if you'd asked me four, five, six months ago, even though I was a big fan of ride sharing and, and whatnot, I, I, um, and used it, you know, whenever I travel, but, uh, I thought, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to need a car. I live in a, in the suburbs. I got to be able to get someplace and I work at home and I get bored and just want to leave. So I have, I've not got a commute to deal with, but Man, uh, the thought of having to maintain a car at this point, make payments and and insurance and registration and all that is so so dumb right now. And uh, you know, I don't spend as much, and I get to go wherever I want, and I'm being chauffeured. And I and it's really caused me to reflect quite a bit because you know I don't have to drive while I'm doing those things on how much the world is going to change faster than it has before. Um, I'll close with uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, who said uh, he's the uh, X Prize Singularity University guy, and he said we can expect more growth and change in the next ten 
10 years than we've seen in the last hundred. So if you don't have a personal brand now, it's a good time to really start working on it. And I can't think of a better way today than to get uh, the road to recognition while there's this launch promotion going on. So I recommend it. So let's spell it out and make it easy. How do we get to the website? Uh, you get to the Road to Recognition's website by typing the road to recognition dot com, and uh, okay. there's uh, one of us has got to spell recognition. Yeah, <laughs> that's only be, that's only because you struggled to find it. But yeah, it is. It, yeah. I don't think it's hard to spell so much as type. I wind up yeah. typing it wrong right. all the time. R e c o g n i t i o n. Yeah, and then uh, and my you- website's Feldman Creative. My uh, FeldmanCreative dot com. My co-author. Is uh, publishing a lot of material about personal branding right now, and he's uh, Seth Price at, at SethPrice.net, and uh, yeah, lots of uh, lots of reasons to go there, and of right. course. Um, we want you to buy it on Amazon if, if for some reason that doesn't appeal to you. Uh, it's available wherever online books are sold. But, you know, Amazon has a lot to do with the, the success of the launch. So you've got, uh, yeah, you've got extra books and brand planning and mastermind videos and bonus ebooks if you buy just one book. So uh, be sure to go to the, don't forget it's got the, that, that was the other mistake I made, the road to recognition r-e-c-o-g-n-i-t-i-o-n and uh once you see it you will definitely recognize it because that branding is in there and uh thanks so much for for coming and talking to us today it was my pleasure warren thanks uh, for having me on the show and it's good to catch up with you again